settle down in your armchair. Blandy's back for the Whistleblowers podcast with Brendan Bowers. It's 100% the sport you love. And welcome to our weekly podcast. It is the Whistleblowers. Uh, We chat about all things sport, uh, what's been happening with Aussie sports people and teams overseas, while catching up on our national and local sports. And each week we feature a local sports person or administrator as we dig a little deeper into what they've been up to and what is happening in sport locally. We'll also preview what's happening in sport in the week ahead. Brendan Bowers, hello. Blandy, hello. How are you? I'm tired, all these late nights. Yeah, I know. Well, you do party on with uh, the cricket. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll touch on that first, I suppose, uh, overseas sport. And uh, the Aussies have <sighs> succumbed, I guess you could say. We do uh, retain the ashes. Is it a hollow victory after the position we were in to actually walk away with a 3-1 win? Yeah, two all. It just, yeah. There's not enough words to describe what I'm feeling. Disappointment, I think, is the one that comes to mind. Four for 11, losing four for 11. No. Uh, it, was, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. and uh, We had plenty of starts as well. Well, when I woke up uh, the other morning and saw we were no good for 135 or something, I, I couldn't believe what I was uh, witnessing. And then it said 249 to win, 10 wickets in hand. I thought deep down, watch us stuff this up. <laughs> and we did. Oh, look, credit where it's due. England came out and showed mm. Baz Ball at his finest in the second innings. But Australia almost pegged them back. Yeah. And, and you know, the rain actually worked in favour of England. Yeah, it helped them out this time around, but they won't uh, acknowledge that, I am sure. And I, I think that, you know, you can't go back to what ifs, could have, should have, and didn't. But uh, that catch by Carey, where uh, I yeah. think uh, old mate was on, what, five, and he went yeah. on to make 80 odd, uh, could well have been the difference. Yes, and I don't do this very often either, but uh, I want to say congratulations, Stuart Broad, on an mm-hmm. outstanding international career. Yep. You're the closest POM to being an Aussie. Yep. That we've seen for a while. He's been a magnificent cricketer. Uh, there's no doubt about that for a long, long time. And uh, certainly a world-class bowler, and his figures show that. They do. And now the Aussies are off. Uh, they've got a break for a little while before they head to South Africa mm-hmm. uh, to play the um, the South African team in the 2020s. Have we uh, seen the last of uh, David Warner at test level? I think so. I think we have to. Look, he's finished with a a decent innings of, what was that, 60-odd or 70-odd, whatever it was. Uh, I'd be going out on that. Yep, I'd be leaving. and You don't want to be nicking the ball uh, behind for a duck in your last couple of games. Uh, No, No. let's not do that. Not at all. So, And look, let's acknowledge David Warner too. He has been a a, a superb player for many, many years. He he has, and he certainly uh, was at the forefront of the revolution that T20 brought in and the Mm -hmm. way uh, batsmen attacked the ball. So Ruthless, ruthless. (laughs) Well done. Only thing bad about David Warner, really, is he's a New South Welshman. Well, there is that, yeah. There is that. It's a pretty big downer, isn't it? (laughs) It is. Uh, Just quickly, too, mate, the Matildas. uh, We've got to acknowledge that fantastic win over Canada. We were sitting here going, oh, gee, we might be knocked out of the uh, last 16 if we don't get a win. Can we beat them? Well, we beat them, all right, for zip. Four zip, and we're even thinking maybe a draw will be enough. But, you know, Hayley, Hayley Rosso, nine and 39th minute goals. Yep. Mary Fowler in the 58th. And then, of course, Steph Carey put the penalty in after just put the icing on the cake. Four nil. And if anyone predicted that before the game. Yep. You'd have rocks in your head. Uh, it should have been five nil, honestly. That VAR yeah. system or whatever, that, that needs to be taken out and uh, absolutely destroyed. And look... 
technology in sport, we can have this argument forever and a day, but VAR in football seems to be controversy in every big match. Mm. Yeah, it does. It's it's strange, isn't it? Like I get it with cricket. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's it's sort of uh, cut and dry whether someone gets a nick, perhaps, or you you run out. Uh, the LBs, I'm not sure how they work. Sometimes <laughs> I think someone's going, "Oh, let's just make that let's make that coloured line go there." Uh, but anyway, are oh, you cynical? Oh. Cynical, old oh, man. <laughs> it's a great thing about <laughs> AFL, mate. You just play the game, and it's the umpire's decision. And I know with. Uh, even with the NRL, we've had decisions there which uh, leaves people <laughs> scratch scratching their head. head, including those who, who know a lot about the game. So. Well, there's a joke going around that the NFL, it's a script, and everyone knows who's going to win at the start of the season. And uh, sometimes lately, I think the NRL's following a similar path. Well, who is going to win? We'll get to that uh, because there's been some interesting results. But uh, you wanted to touch on uh, on diving. Yes. Can you believe it? We are the, we've got the world champion. Speaking of soccer, no. <laughs> Chuck. Yeah, well, fair point. Fair yeah. point. But uh, young Cassiel Rosso has mm-hmm. claimed the gold at the World Aquatic Championships and trumped the Chinese, which is not an easy feat to do. He totaled 520.85 points and he denied China that clean sweep. And, uh, you know, well done. First time we've ever been world champions and uh, credit to him and look forward to seeing him at the Olympics. Well done. We've done pretty well in the World Swimming Championships too. Although apparently, uh, even though we (laughs) won so many more medals, America were the best team. Yeah, apparently if you have a look, if you go back and look, the graph changed when Australia had more gold and then it was about all the volume of medals. It wasn't just gold, it was the silver and bronze uh, that counted right. as well. Is that what it was? Uh, yes, okay. So it I does. Just... I just got a little story about this diver. Yeah, go on. Uh, his uh, grandfather yeah. was French and he represented France in the Australian, in the 56 Olympics in oh, Australia. Oh, Australia, wow. Now he's going to represent Australia in France. Wow. How the wheel turns, Brendan. Yes. Mm. Just one of those quirky little sliding doors, packs. serendipity, my boy. Amazing stuff. Uh, look, we've touched on the uh, the Matildas, so uh, I guess uh, we should move on to what happened across the weekend. Uh, AFL and NRL, your yeah. team. Do you yeah. want to talk? Where do you want to go first, Brendan? Well, let's go to my team. Let's first, go. If to, we must. Let's go NRL. I did first. actually wear my hat in, especially for you, Blandy. I'm a proud Novacastrian supporter, and so you should be. What a great win that was over the uh, the Raiders on Saturday, twenty eighth. Yeah, last week I, I said to you, I didn't know who would win and mm. I didn't know which team would turn up. But after five minutes, I felt very, very confident and Kalen Ponga and the forwards, well, the whole team were unstoppable. Mm. I think uh, the Knights are actually being taken seriously at the moment after some really solid victories and you've got to prove yourself. You do, but uh, most people don't give us credit. Uh, we have beaten three out of the top five teams. Mm-hmm. We took Penrith to Golden Point in extra time. And the Broncos snatched a victory from us in the last two minutes. So, you know, there's four points. It would be a different picture. Who knows? It's that type of year uh, in both codes, I think. Anything could happen. Now, the Broncos, uh, they were far too good for the Roosters. Many uh, saw that play out. I thought the West Tigers pushed the Rabbits, certainly in the first half. I thought, hello. Don't tell me the Rabbits are going to go down to the West Tigers. (laughs) They didn't in the end, but... Tell you what, they put up a fight, the Tigers, in the first half. They did. And, you know, South didn't look that good. Mm. Look, they did what they had to do, but yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't be... You wouldn't be backing them to no. uh, go all the way this year. Well, I wouldn't anyway. The Storm, uh, gee, 46-16 against the Eels. And at home, they are a force. Well, you know, Melbourne don't lose two weeks in a row. And after Newcastle thumped them the week before, it was a pretty much 
foregone conclusion that in Melbourne they were going to come out and fire. Yeah. But again, St. George put up a good fight against Manly. Manly had to work hard. Yeah. I don't think anyone tipped the uh, Dragons to beat the Seagulls, so it was certainly uh, expected, but gee, it wasn't by much. Not much at all. And mm. of course, Penrith um, easily accounted for Cronulla, who still have got that hoodoo of not beating the top eight teams. Weird. And are sliding down the table, which is good for my nights. Mm-hmm. And of course, the blockbuster in Bundaberg. Yes, 23-22. They couldn't have asked for a better game. It was, you know, I mean, maybe not the best sides there, but they saw some uh, quality league. Uh, there was a lot of uh, discussion at halftime about Matt Burton kicking that field goal and mm. why he would do it. And in the end, it was that field goal that <laughs> made got, all the difference. Got him over the line. Yeah, the Bulldogs having a win there. And uh, the Dolphins, although a fantastic start to the year, has been a good year for them, first year into the comp. Uh, credit where it's due there. Uh, but everyone was sort of talking him up after a few games, I think, thinking, hello, they're in the finals. They could they could win the big one. They just don't have enough depth yet, but they've they've bought really well for the upcoming years, so they'll they'll be a force in the years to come. And the Titans, well, goodness gracious, uh, every time, every time you write them off, they come back, and they've been close a number of times. That was a great win against the Cowboys. It was, and you know they played really well, and strangely enough, they held on this time. <laughs> they usually capitulate in the second half, but. Not to be. No, good on them too. Uh, the Roosters uh, on Thursday take on the Sea Eagles. You'd expect the Eagles to win that one, would you? I don't know. Yeah, too close to call, I think. You just don't know which teams will turn up. No, look, Seabar Stadium sees the Titans Warriors. Uh, the Titans, we know, strong at home. They're sitting in third spot at the moment. They're up against the Titans. You wouldn't write them off for this game. No, you wouldn't. But I think uh, Warriors are starting to find a consistent level of uh, performance, and I think they'll be too strong. Okay, a couple of big matches, and these are big. The Panthers take on the Storm uh, first versus fourth. Wow. That's Friday night. Wow. Uh, hard to see the Panthers ever losing. Uh, look, I think Melbourne will do them. Okay, right. You're tipping the uh, the Storm I'm there. I'm tipping Melbourne. On uh, Saturday, it's the Cowboys and the Broncos. That is at Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. The home ground advantage there for the Cowboys. They always put up good games, these two teams. So, look, again, too close to call, but I think the Broncos will just have a bit too much class. Your Knights should uh, be too good for the Dolphins on current form. Yes, but we're travelling to Perth for a doubleheader. So they're the first in a, in a doubleheader. So they take on uh, Redcliffe and hopefully mm-hmm. they keep their form intact. And then South play Cronulla and if Souths want to progress, this is where they really have to stamp their authority. They do indeed. Mind you, the Sharks, on the other hand, if they want to, uh, you know, make the finals, they need to win this one too. So a lot at stake. A must win. The Eels and Dragons do battle on Sunday. We go back to Combank Stadium in Sydney. Eels should be too good. Should be too good. And I, I tip them to bounce back. And of course, the Raiders up against the Tigers, you know, on form, you'd say that Raiders win, but oh, I wouldn't write out West Tigers yet either. All right. Uh, we'll move to AFL. And, uh, well, it was the round of upsets over the weekend. It started off on uh, Friday night, I think it was, with uh, Carlton and Collingwood in front of 90,000 wow. at the MCG. And it was the Blues uh, <laughs> upsetting the uh, the Magpies. They hate each other. They do. They despise each other. Uh, certainly old rivals. And Carlton are on a roll. They are. Again, they're finding form at the right end of the season. Mm. You know, they may have one loss as they head in, but I, you know, I think they'll go pretty well. Okay. Uh, Fremantle upset Geelong down there at Geelong. Not too many teams go to Geelong and have a win, no. I can tell you. And certainly not teams 
sort of languishing thereabouts as Fremantle uh, were and still are really, but uh, they were too good. They were, and of course the Giants were too good for the Bulldogs. And then we had the the Q, whatever number it is, showdown, and look at that result. Who would have picked that? Yeah, the Suns. I tell you what, I watched them play a couple of weeks ago against my Saints, and uh, they were they were far too good. They played some pretty good football. They've beaten some sides this year, some uh, some quality teams, and they proved it once again on the weekend. Yeah, I know they've got plenty of young talent. Do you think it's just the young talent finding that consistency? Yeah, yeah. Look, they're, they're still coming together as a group. So uh, they do are lucky enough because of, I guess, where they have been on the ladder to get uh, draft picks and maybe concessions as well as, as teams do when they first come into the comp. So you get the cream of the crop, but you do lose a lot as well. You do. Uh, and then other players come in, so it does upset the apple cart a bit that the group can't stay together. But, gee, They've got some potential, that's for sure. Uh, Sydney and Essendon, Sydney just over the Bombers on uh, on uh, Saturday by two points, and we see the retirement of Lance Buddy Franklin this week too, one of the greatest players to play yeah. the game. Yes. Well done to Buddy on an outstanding career, wow. won some premierships. Go and watch the highlights of that guy play. And uh, really, he is at his size, his height, he is an athlete. On go. And he's also a pretty good role model for the Indigenous community. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, his wife's not too bad either. Uh, okay. 1,066 goals, I believe the fourth ever highest uh, goal scorer in AFL, stroke VFL history. And uh, what is he, um, eight-time All-Australian, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's won the Coleman Medal uh, for the leading goal kicker four times. Incredible, incredible. And one of the most uh, significant or, you know, Poignant moments in the last few years in AFL is when he kicked that goal to yeah. break the record and the crowd ran onto the field. <laughs> that was that was special. It was special, yeah. As we say, Bruce, Bruce says, that's yeah, special. It was. Uh, look, uh, Richmond certainly pushed Melbourne for much of the game, but uh, the Demons coming uh, with a uh, run home at the right end of the year. And uh, Port Adelaide, uh, this is what, their third loss in a row. And you talk about teams hating each other. Adelaide and Port Adelaide aren't going to be sharing a Christmas lunch, I can tell you. No. And uh, it was Adelaide who uh, got the chocolates over the weekend. They were far too good. Yeah, that's a couple of times in a row now. Yeah. And uh, West Coast, uh, look, good to see teams languishing have a win. I think it was only their second win for the year. They were too good, albeit it was against North, who and haven't fared much better. But it was a close game. You've missed one game. Oh, have I? Who have I missed? Oh, oh, <laughs> deliberately? Uh, St Kilda, uh, too good for Hawthorne, mate. Yeah, we had a win on the weekend. Um, nine goal first quarter, uh, seven goals up, and then the Hawks got back to within 11. I was thinking... Well, my, my foot's going through the television setting, <laughs> uh, but it was the Saints in the end who uh, who had the run to finish with a five-goal lead. Whether we win another game for the year, I'm not sure, but they're sitting in fifth spot. Well, great weekend for both of us then, Blandy, wasn't it? Outrageous, mate. Outrageous. Just quickly this weekend, too, it is uh, the Bulldogs-Richmond a Friday night. Adelaide-Gold Coast uh, on Saturday. Geelong take on Port Adelaide. That'll be a cracker. North Melbourne-Melbourne, maybe not a cracker. Yeah. Uh, Fremantle-Brisbane, yeah. Essendon West Coast, a couple of lopsided ones. Uh, Hawthorne Collingwood, well, on paper anyway. Uh, GWS Giants and Sydney. The Sydney battle will be very, will very be. interesting. And uh, St Kilda play Carlton. That is going to be a cracker too. And I, I hate to say it, but I think the Blues are, are firing yeah. at the right time of the year. As I said earlier, Carlton will have a loss sometime. So why not this week? Well, mate? we can only hope, can't we? All right, then uh, let's talk about uh, some local sports, shall we? 
Yeah, it was an interesting weekend this weekend uh, with strange, um, strange situations. In rugby league, they had a week's break in the in the BRL competition, even though I went off a week early, got mm-hmm. my dates mixed up. Mm-hmm. So semi-finals start this weekend. They had a week's break for while, while the Intrust Cup game was here in uh, on the Fraser Coast and the NRL were up in the Y Bay. And also they had their presentation night on Friday night. But uh, it was a great game between Winner Manly and Sunshine Coast Falcons down at Estale Park on mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, the Sunshine Coast Falcons led early, but uh, Wynnum stormed back in the high-scoring affair to win 30-28. to 28. You were at the game? I was there for for the first half, but mm-hmm. I had to rush home and watch my Newcastle Knights. Uh, <laughs> you got to get your priorities right, don't you? Good on you, mate. And, of course, in soccer or football and the world game, ATW are too strong for the United Park Eagles 1-0. Binger defeated the Jets 5-1. Sunbury on a Sunday afternoon wow. defeated the Flames 3-2, and mm-hmm. that was a cracker of a game. Yep. And SC Corinthians were too strong for Dune Villa. Okay. And in the women, there was only one match, and it sealed the premiership. For the Flames. For the Flames, yep. 5-0 over have to they, Have they lost a game? No. No. Okay. Uh, what can we look forward to this weekend? Well, hang on. Before we do, yeah. we've got to forget hockey. We can't forget hockey. Oh, no, I was just going to go with the uh, what we can expect with the uh, football this all weekend. Right. But you're right. No, let's go to hockey. Uh, what were the results this week? It was a two-all draw between CBR and Magpies mm-hmm. and Granville Tigers. Aaron Kenny was too strong for Neil. 2-1 against Harvey Brothers. Now, that's a bit of an in-joke. Aaron Kenny, of course, works at SCA, and uh, so does Neil Bradshaw, and they both play for opposite sides. Yes, and in the women... Uh, the Bolts went down to the Magpies 2-0 and Granville Rovers defeated Uni Roos 3-1. And time to introduce this week's uh, special guest, Brendan Bowers. It is Adrian Elms, Regional Manager of Wide Bay Football Queensland. Uh, g'day, Adrian. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure, Adrian, and uh, congratulations on your appointment. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, you've held various roles in uh, footy. Uh, you've started your new role. How's it all going? Yeah, it's busy. Um, finals coming up. Uh, I came in at a time where the, the season was up and roaring away. Um, speaking of which, Brisbane Roar Invitational, uh, I guess the Bay Invitational was, was just recently. Yep. I wouldn't um, be lying if I didn't get oh, that pump. please. Oh, Stop it. Stop it. Hey. <laughs> so it's been busy, but really enjoyable. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great, mate, that you're enjoying the role. And how have the clubs received uh, you and your new position? Uh, it's a fresh start. So it, it's been good. Um, I've already had an existing relationship with some of the clubs from, as you said, previous roles. Um, and uh, a lot of, not a lot of people have changed in the committee space. So it's uh, great to uh, communicate and uh, work with some of these great volunteers we have in the area. Okay, Brendan, as you, oh, Adrian, I should say, as you look towards the future, what would you like to perhaps uh, change, manipulate, if you like, and what are the biggest challenges involved in doing that? Oh, that's a big, big question um, because there's quite a lot that needs to, to improve at the moment. Um, I'm number one focus at the moment for me is the environment at, at games. Um, I would like there to be a, a very much a family uh, orientated environment where lots of kids can come down and watch some of the men's and the ladies mm. um, play at the FQPL games in our various locations. Um, Work has already started with that. It, it's work in progress. It's going to take some time. Um, but overall, the people that are involved in football in this area are already engaged and already love their game. Um, we just need to um, make it enjoyable for absolutely everyone. 
Okay, so you you do see that we do have a problem perhaps with uh, with crowd behaviour and, uh, and and you know the behaviour of people on the field re- a reflection of that, Adrian, or is it not so much? No. Um, everyone's very passionate about the game, and I, and I love that, and I, I I've always been passionate about the game as well. Um, but we're all we're all in this together. It, it's a fo- it's a football code, um, and I would like it to be seen as um, not versus club versus club, um, but I would like it to be um, a spirit in which fun, enjoyable, um, and sportsmanship is is on display. Mm-hmm. Well, we are we are playing local football after all. We are not like the Matildas, who are there killing <laughs> killing the world stage at the moment. But just touching on that, the wide base seem to be producing a lot more female players. Yes, the the female space has really taken off in wide bay, and and it's great to see. Um, to be honest, the, the FQPL ladies competition this year has been the one that I've probably seen the most of just because it's the most enjoyable for me. Um, they're playing really, really, really good football. And, um, yeah, I, I recommend anybody that um, wants to have a, a look to, to look, look up Football Queensland Wide Bay and check out the games and uh, come down and have a look. And uh, one question I do have, how do you juggle between the FQPL and the community leagues and, and the step up or the step down? Um, yeah, so clubs all get to choose if they want to be into, in the community space or the FQPL. Um, clubs don't go in there usually with a, a overall focus that they want a team in every FQPL age group. Um, it's a bit hit and miss. So Fraser Flames, for example, have got a, a good under-13s FQPL team, and then they've got their men's and the ladies, but nothing in between. Um, so, but there's, there's lots of mini roos going on Saturday mornings. Uh, gen, generally, the junior competitive then starts up, and um, then we finish the, the, the Saturdays with the FQPL men. Very good. Now, how are we going to manage the finals with teams obviously blitzing it in Bundaberg in the men's and the FQPL and uh, the Flames here on, on the Fraser Coast? Is there any yeah, strategy so have... on how we're going to set up the finals? Yeah, so the rules of competition actually have it saying that um, every odd year, so including 2023, the females will follow the men's competition for a big grand final in the location of the winner of the men's comp. So at the moment, that's across the waves. But saying that, we are open to if uh, Fraser Flames has to play, say, KSS Jets, um, we won't make them go and play in Bundaberg. We'll let them have a local um, final, um, which will probably be best for everyone. Yeah, that sounds uh, fair enough, mate. Uh, mate, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, it's been interesting to have a chat. Uh, your new role as the regional manager of Wide Bay Football Queensland. Thanks for making yourself available and all the best. Thank you very much, Blandy and Brendan. Talk to you soon. All righty, Brendan, let's have a look at this week across the Fraser Coast. What can we look forward to? Well, we'll, we'll stay on hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harvey Bay hosts the games this weekend and CBR play Harvey Bay Brothers and Granville Tigers play Magpies and the men and the women Granville Rovers and Magpies are up against y- each other and Uni Roos play Bolts. How far away is uh, finals? It's only two more rounds. Holy heck. Two more it's rounds. It's gone quick. As a, we'll be looking at cricket season before we know it. <laughs> it won't be too long. It's warm enough today for cricket. That's mad. <laughs> and in AFL, we have uh, the the weekend of local derbies with Bombers playing Bay Power in the men's and women's and Waves and Brothers Bulldogs meeting up in Bundaberg. And in league, as we said earlier, Roos play East in the elimination semifinal. Tigers and West also play with the winner of that game moving on to play Past Brothers in the next weekend.
And then, of course, in football, in the FQPL, the KSS Jets play Doon Villa, Bingra play Sunbury, SC Corinthians and United Park Eagles meet, and Across the Waves and Fraser Flames meet on Saturday night. What about in, the women? And on the women, well, KSS Jets play Doon Villa again, Tanana play Bingra, and again, Across the Waves play Fraser Flames. All righty, some, uh, some good games here as we creep towards the, uh, the final. It's hard to believe. <laughs> the, the year. We're into August. Well, I forgot. There's one thing we have to acknowledge today. Yeah. All the horses. Happy birthday. Oh, is it uh, the horse's birthday today? Yeah. August the 1st is the day in Australia ah. where all the horses change their years. So if they were born yesterday, yes, they become one year old is today. Is that right? I always found it interesting that uh, all the horses in the world were born on the same day. I couldn't quite work that out. I <laughs> uh, thought that was rather weird. Uh, now, mate, we'd like to thank Adrian Elms, uh, of course, our special guest for this week. And uh, we'll chat. Next week with another special guest about all things sport. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gents, the Whistleblowers podcast. And each week uh, we have a shout out to an athlete or club that does excellent work for the community that often goes unrecognised as we share the positive uh, positivity. Who you got? The Fraser Coasters, the wheelchair basketball mm-hmm. um, team, club. Uh, they're doing not only great work here on the Fraser Coast, but they're also trying to grow the sport out in the Burnett region and up in Bundaberg. So well done. Let's get out there and have a roll. And if you have a look earlier in the last weekend, yep. the mayor was out playing with them again. He, uh, he plays did, with them regularly. He, he did tell me that he was uh, going to give it a shot. He gives everything a go, George, doesn't he? Yeah, I think that if you get on Facebook, you might see some creative editing where George probably had about five shots to get that that basket in. Ah, the old, yes, editing. Thank no, God I'm, for it, eh? I'm no, telling, is that telling right? Lies. I'm okay. telling lies. Oh, because I can uh, I can sink <laughs> apart from 100 metres with really good <laughs> editing. Uh, here we go, Brendan. Thanks a ton for your company, mate. And, of course, uh, don't forget to keep updated with all your local sporting news, fcsportsmedia.com.au. That is Blandy. And don't forget, everyone, it's our sport and our community. Now that you're up to date, don't forget to add us to your favourites to keep it that way. The Whistleblowers Podcast.